Hey y'all, it's Kiara and I'm back, baby. Yes. <laughs> so I know it's been a while, but so many good things have been happening. And in this new season, season three, I'm ready to continue this journey with you. Y'all, your girl has graduated. Okay, finally. <laughs> and I started my new job as a clinical outpatient therapist under supervision, of course. But so far, it has been such an amazing experience. Y'all remember when I first started school, though, and how scared I was, how anxious I was, how nervous I was? <laughs> Chill. I had no idea where this road was headed. But we're here. It's lit. I made it. But I gotta say, I did miss talking with y'all. And I just know. I, I, I know you miss me, too. You don't even gotta say I already know, girl. So in this new season, <laughs> bi-weekly episodes with more realness, sisterhood, laughter, and the occasional tears are on the way, okay? This week's guest is Tessa. She is my classmate, and I really liked her the moment we connected. She is a podcast host, and she came to bless my mic with her realness. In this episode, we are talking about the bonnet, aka the helmet of salvation. We also spoke about our constant journey with self-love and, of course, imposter syndrome that's always lurking in the background. I think this is a really good episode to pop off season three. So let's get into it. Tune in and don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And also follow us on Instagram. <laughs> let's get into it with Tessa. See you on the next one. Introduce yourself to the folks. Um, so I'm Tessa. Usually I say my last name, but I won't just in case. <laughs> um, I did graduate as well in May 2021. Yes. It felt so good to be done with grad school. Um, I have my bachelor's in social work, my master's in social work. But I guess I just have to say master's now because bachelor's is like irrelevant. You got both girls. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You're right. Um, I'm going to be working at a school as a school social worker. I feel Yay. so blessed because when I finished my bachelor's, I didn't have a job for like five months and then mm. I was just like a mess. <laughs> so I'm just really grateful for that. Um, I'm really excited to work with the kids. Um, let's see. I'm moving, uh, to my own little one bedroom apartment. Oh, she growing up y'all. Q Ari Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just going to be so happy to decorate it, making my own space and uh, definitely a haven for when I come home from work because the school I'm going to be at is rated low. So it's going to be stressful. I know it's going to, they're going to put the stress on me. <laughs> so I'm definitely making it into like my own space. Um, and yeah, I'm just out here living, trying to enjoy the rest of my summer break before I go back in July and yeah, enjoying life, trying to yes. enjoy life. Now, she's a social worker, y'all, just like me. And the program that we went through was crazy. So mm -hmm. the fact that we made it out alive with our black selves is amazing. Mm -hmm. And we're moving on and doing big things. So, Tessa, I'm glad you're here because 
a lot has happened. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty one has proven to be just as ghetto, if not more ghetto than twenty twenty. It's like part two. Yeah. Yeah. And the things that we've experienced um collectively have been mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of talk about it with someone else that was experiencing mm-hmm. some of the same things. So let's go. Like, let's start at the beginning. I have to start at the beginning <laughs> with the pine. Yeah. yeah. And I think about it all the time. Ever since it started, like, becoming a debate, I'm like, Ooh. every time I see somebody in a bond, I'm like, I wonder how they feel. <laughs> Do they know what's going on? <laughs> every time you see a girl in a bond, it's like, sis, apparently if you wear a bonnet, you don't respect yourself. That. Oh. And, um, and you know the fact that like celebrities feel like they have to come out and make videos, Monique. Yeah, um, we calling you out, ma'am. I I just My don't sweet baby. I don't understand. Like, what what do you gain from making a whole video about it? You know. And I, you know, I was raised so both sides of my family. They like my grandparents. Um, when they were alive, they would always dress well, even for Walmart. Um, and I was always like, you know, if I wore like sweatpants, they'd be like, oh, those are pajamas. I'm like, oh, are they? But now I'd be rocking the like sweatpants all the time. Um, or like I wear like a scarf to bed, like, you know, like a silk, a silk scarf. Yes. To protect my locks. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I was always raised like, you don't even go to like the mailbox with it on. Yeah. My family is very like. They were born in Jamaica. Then I feel like they took a lot of the British values in England when they mm-hmm. moved there and brought it into the family dynamic. So um, I've definitely been, I don't want to say shamed, but, you know, stopped from going that out. Little, that was a little shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I definitely was always raised like that. And then kind of like, you know, family, my family would make comments and mm-hmm. they saw people out with like bonnets or like, in their scarves and stuff like that. So it definitely, as I grew older, sometimes my mindset would kind of be like similar to what people are saying. Like you don't respect yourself. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think now as an adult, I'm like, if you're comfortable, I'm comfortable. You know, I don't, no one ever says anything about pajamas, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I don't know when it comes to black women, it seems like there's a lot more policing right so i have to agree like my mom she was definitely i mean military family so my mom was always like look presentable we couldn't even walk around the house without like our hair being combed or put away yeah you know you're not walking around all day with a scarf on your head you know same stuff like that but uh, as an adult it's like okay yeah there is a sense of pride in wanting to look presentable but that doesn't take away from like me as a person. Mm-hmm. If you're going on a flight and the flight is long or one, early or early, I'm not, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Put on a face of makeup, put on, you know, put on some heels. We're yeah. at the airport. <laughs> We're at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. But some people would do that. And I think that's what, how it even started like the debate I saw on Facebook was like, someone did share a picture of like, I think it was like eight black girls black woman I, I should say um traveling I, I don't know where they were going no one really knew where they were going but it was like in a meme 
and this man i seen that yeah i think it was a black guy that shared it it was and he was saying like this is not even all of them um there was more than wearing bonnets and ladies do better like black women do better and the comments you know they were mixed but um when one one of the girls i have on facebook when she shared it she was like I don't care if I'm going to travel, I'm going to have my bonnet on. Leave me alone. And then the comments were like, oh, that's so ghetto. You shouldn't be oh doing my that. Gosh. And if people understood, and I know because, like, you know, black women have been in the debate to sharing their opinion. Which is crazy because no one's picking you, sis. Let it go. <laughs> it's okay. No one's going to pick you. Okay. And you're fine. <laughs> the thing to me is like, if you guys understood how long it takes to do your hair, and you're you say you that have a five a.m. flight. Are, am I gonna take out my twist out? Am I gonna take out my braid? <laughs> no, I don't want to look crazy with the twist out. So why yeah. not wear the bonnet? Like that I don't sense. know. Also, history proves that back in the day, like pre or post um, civil rights and all that, or post slavery, should I say, black women actually weren't even allowed to wear their hair out. Mm-hmm. So they started wearing scarves and, you know, things like ah. that to still make their self presentable. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah, because the folks, you know, the YTs, uh, they didn't think that, you know, they thought that by saying that they couldn't wear their hair or that they shouldn't wear their hair, kind of like shaming it would um make them feel like less than or less pride but then they started donning themselves with these colorful scarves they used to put jewels on them and things like that and saying like i don't have to show my hair i'm still the bomb you know and so it's like the scarves were a sense of pride also i mean still to this day how do you want us to wear our hair like yeah if the bonnet's not on what hairstyle would be presentable Mm. because if we have braids y'all mad you still have yeah and you have people touching how long did this tank if you had the afro you mad exactly and if you have your hair straightened you trying to be white yeah if you have a wig you don't love yourself oh if you, my god there's no winning so i'm like honestly it's a lose-lose situation yeah if you're gonna love yourself in the bonnet wear the bonnet if you're gonna love yourself with the wig wear the wig do what you need to do how about y'all mind your business because what I got going on in my head does not concern you. Yeah. If I have on a bonnet, if I have on a wig, if I have on two sealy braids, that is my business. my business. Yeah. And I think that we should just stay there because no one else is policing black women like black men hmm. and other folks. Because what? And the preferences that they have, if a white woman does it, it's fine. It's trendy. Even with the do-rags. I was watching... It was like some, um, what is it? The Neighborhood Talk on Instagram. They were posting like these uh, fashion shows where they were wearing do-rags. And all of a sudden, like do-rag, they have bedazzled do-rags. Oh, and, all this, ew. and now it's a style. Ew. And I'm like, but we've been wearing do-rags for years. And there's an actual purpose to them too. And like when other cultures wear them or white people wear them, they don't understand the purpose behind them. You're not going to get waves no <laughs> you, you won't <laughs> no you're not at all but that's something i was thinking about too uh i went to the dmv this morning that's mm-hmm. why i was a little late today <laughs> dmv be taking you hostage of your time <laughs> and you know the dmv is like similar to walmart to me you see all types of people from all types of walks mm-hmm. of life you don't know what they're in there for um and i was just looking around at the fashion and not you know, the fashion <laughs> in the dmv <laughs> the fashion police <laughs> 
And, you know, I was seeing, you know, the black guys in there. They had on their slides, their sweatpants. Mm. Sometimes they wear, um, like, I. it's a controversial term with wife beaters. But oh yeah, I'm like, I did sit down and think, like, why do they call it wife beaters? But anyway, um, so know. sometimes they'd be wearing those outfits. And then some people would be dressed up well. I shouldn't say dressed up well versus, like, the sweatpants and the slides. Cause some I, people are more dressed than yeah. others. Yes. Uh, and then some women did have their bonnets on and then others didn't have their bonnets on. <laughs> and, you know, I think I think to some extent, yeah, it's the same thing happens to black men when they wear like slides or sweatpants, mm. and, you know, put in the extra effort because what if an opportunity comes on the street. But when do you get a chance to just be, be yourself? Yeah. yeah. Just be. Just exist. Yeah. Why can't I just sit here? Yeah. Why do I have to wait for someone to come and offer me a job while I'm sitting at a table? Yeah, you should sitting in a DMV. That is a whole thing. I think that's where it kind of comes from. Like, you should always be ready. You never know who's watching. Mm -hmm. Like, please. Yeah. Because if you're watching me and you want me, you go want me regardless of what I have on. (laughs) I tell you. Like. And I know, like, we weren't talking about, like, attraction and stuff like that. But every time I've looked busted, in my (laughs) opinion, that's when more people have approached me (laughs) than when I put myself together. (laughs) So, like. Maybe I don't look as busted as I think. I don't know. But when I when I've come from the gym and I'm like a mess, sweaty, I smell bad. Yeah. Like men will approach me. Maybe and I'm like, what is the confidence? On? They're like, oh yeah, she definitely cares. <laughs> I don't know. People don't are know. people are weird. Yeah. And I just from like a celebrity standpoint, like with Monique, I don't I felt like she was almost like patronizing us by saying like Hi, my sweet babies. Yeah. Like, it's um, our you know, fault. When do we lose our pride? When do we stop caring about ourselves? Never. Like, never. I'm sorry. Never never yeah. did. And it's like, you spoke to us at your house with a robe on. Yeah. And in the comments, like a good Instagram follower, I looked at the comments. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and some people were saying, like, well, she's in her house, blah, blah, blah. But, but if you you're on ca- video. Hello? And you're presenting it to the world. Hey, yeah. It's not the same as like, you know, you work from home. Yeah. So would you go on that Zoom? Would you go on that Zoom call when they're trying to give you a check with your robe on? on? Oh, yeah. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's police ourselves. Let's start there. You should have came to us with a full face, ma'am. But you know, in a business uh, casual casual. attire. Yeah, (laughs) her hair was done. (laughs) She knew not to come with the bonnet on. But I did like notice that, like she was wearing the robe, and I said, "Is this a joke?" Like I really had to watch the video. Like I don't understand what the purpose of this was. Like we do love ourselves, and honestly, when you're comfortable with yourself, it shows. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, yeah. So moral of the story. Leave us alone. Like, I, I think I'm the same person if I have a bonnet on and if I don't. I know for sure uh, my bank account looked the same, <laughs> regardless of what I have on. So. My bills look the same. My house <laughs> look the same. Period. Yeah. Okay. Like, y'all, please. There's so many more things to be concerning ourselves with. Not a black woman's hair and her exactly. business. I'm gonna put, I should put my bonnet on right now. Just... <laughs> Just to commemorate this day, okay? <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. What else has been happening in the world? Well, I don't know why this popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. I think it stemmed from the bonnets, but I was thinking about um, Derek Jackson. Girl, 
Okay, yeah, because the bonnet is also what? A helmet of salvation. Yes. Yes, and my good sis meant that. And people were dragging her for her appearance, too. I'm like, this lady just went through hell. You, you could see it in her face. She did not want to be there. At all. She That man dragged her out of the bed. <laughs> she needs to get up. <laughs> but the thing to me was, the thing in all seriousness, that she became the the problem instead of the victim that she was right like she can't even be a victim in peace <laughs> this lady is getting cheated on and y'all concerned about how she looked talk about that's why he cheated on her and they started bringing up old pictures and i said that's so sick like i would never tell anybody my business if this is how y'all gonna react like <laughs> i just dang couldn't. they're so people are evil there, no, that's the word for it. It really is because, and this man doing a side-by-side -side of the video. Wait, what? He did a side-by-side -side of his video with his wife and him talking about himself in third person. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I had to let myself just release I, myself I couldn't even watch the full thing because he was saying, as you can see, this man is apologetic. Like, it's you. sir, we... We can't tell. Sure. It's you. You're doing an evaluation on yourself. You are a case study for yourself. He is sick as well. He yeah. is. And you know, I'm not, I can't diagnose the man, but there yeah. are some <laughs> lists in my head that are going off when he Nar talks. Uh, narcissism? For personality disorder? Oh, I don't know. I just, no. Yeah. So. He didn't hear from you, but yeah. Clearly. So, yeah, that was really odd. That was something else that happened in the past six months that was just like, why are we here? I felt mm -hmm. bad for her. I felt, you know, embarrassed, I think, for the whole situation. I felt to play very out. nauseous. Yeah, like, very wow. Nauseous. He was holding her hand for dear life. Not even life. gripping. He was no, gripping he was her like, hand. come on. You finna be here. Also, I don't care if you, you didn't do anything to yourself. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like when you are sitting in church and you want to go to the bathroom, but your mom says, sit down. We're in the middle. We're about to pray. <laughs> That's how he was holding her. And he wrote a book about it. Already? That's when he he was promoting his book. Oh, he wrote that book fast. Yeah. He wrote that book very fast. He was in his he was in his bag <laughs> like, th that's really how i feel like he was and it's just sick that people there are real people out there like that Ugh. wow that is so funny mm -mm. and sad and yet here we are mm. Mm -mm -mm. i don't even remember what month that was <clears throat> in I, the month's just been going like this together like jello yeah it's it's a blur it's all one huge what is thing this? yeah 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 what i've also noticed is that on both ends of the scale you have where everybody and their moms literally are putting black women down putting black women against each other and then on the other hand you have this amazing movement of black women just embracing themselves for who they are mm -hmm. and i have to jump on that movement because number one is positive number two i mean sisterhood yeah if i'm nothing i'm that right mm -hmm. and so to see just how Black women are starting to love themselves for them, where it's not trying to lighten their skin or perm their hair because we we've, we've been let that go, child. Yeah, not saying if you got a perm, you wrong, but you know, to each their own. But it's so beautiful to see like the People curls, embracing themselves, yeah. yeah, and like unapologetically. Mm -hmm. That's new for this generation because you know the seventies, the sixties. 
the eighties, you know, they were they were all for it in the midst of like real stuff happening. Yeah. So for us to kind of circle back to that and say, I don't care what's going on in the world, I'm gonna love me now. Right. Yeah. I just think it's beautiful. That's been my favorite thing, honestly, to see like on TikTok and Instagram is like black luxury. Ooh, yeah. And it's not even like having an expensive car or it's just treating yourself well, loving yes. yourself well, saying no and like to things that do not serve you well. Mm. And like I have um a group chat with two of my friends and one thing we always talk about is like red flags, walking away from the first red flag, you know. And so I'm cu- currently in a relationship and then my two other friends, you know, they're single, one is a mom and um shout out to them if you ever listen because i'm gonna put it in the group chat so y'all can listen hey girl yeah (laughs) (laughs) i won't name their names just in case you know they don't want to they won't be incognito but (laughs) we talk about all the time like walking away the first time instead of accepting mistreatment over and over and over again and every time they conquer like guys i i did this for the first time i said no and and you know i don't care if it hurt his feelings you know i'm comfortable with myself we always say yeah you know like instead of those videos even though sometimes they're funny like you know those videos on tiktok when like someone's saying like what happened to them that was like really bad and then their friends will be behind them saying oh yes (laughs) (laughs) i try to do that for the positive you know like y'all walked away from the first red flag i'm so proud of y'all you know um and it's all a work in progress but just seeing black women saying we all have different personalities Mm. you know I'm allowed to be an introvert. I'm allowed to be an extrovert. I'm allowed to wear whatever I feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so beautiful. Like you were saying, and I do want to be a part of that. And honestly, (laughs) with my locks, I feel so free and like moving towards that. Like, I don't care if it's raining outside. I can go swimming. They're beautiful. Yeah. It's a different type of vibe for me. And I, (laughs) I'm taking it all in and enjoying it. Yeah. Where do you, uh uh-oh, I think I'm about to hop into my therapy bag real quick. Um, Where did you first recognize that there was a problem when it came to your self-love and how you felt about yourself? (laughs) It's the switch up for me. (laughs) I think, honestly, when I started college. um, Mm. So I went to a community college where I used to live in Ocala, Florida. And (laughs) y'all can't see my face, but... (laughs) I went to this college and um, I had a good amount of friends I met. It felt like 13th grade, though. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. I, I went from high school and I saw people I went to high school with. And I was like, Ooh, I that's, saw y'all yesterday. That's community college, child. Yes. Um, but I'm glad I did it. I saved money. But I joined this club. So that's how I met my boyfriend. I was sitting on a bench. Um, and that was a whole other thing, too, how we found like made eye contact because we were laughing at somebody being called out for eating chicken it was an, a black guy and this white person w- said across the courtyard what are you eating and he was like um it's like a fish sandwich and he's like that's chicken and i was like <laughs> the guy was embarrassed to eat chicken i guess oh, the stereotype Lord. i don't know but me and my boyfriend were like he was sitting here like across the courtyard and i was sitting on a bench with my friend and we looked at each other bust out laughing Terrible. so i guess my <laughs> laugh made him feel invited to come over which it was fine you know he was he is a cute guy. Hey. I'm thankful for that. Um, <laughs> so he came over to me and he invited me to join this club, the African-American Student Union. Oh. I think that's really how he roped people in, you know, like saying, oh, there's a club. Let me get your number to like oh. invite you to the meetings. And I told it's him, slick. 
<laughs> I said, is this going to turn into one of those things where we talk every day and you start liking me? And he was like, um, you can give your number to my friend if you want. And I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I'll give you my number so I don't look crazy. And I mean, it did turn into that talking every day, hanging out all the time. But mm. I joined the club and, you know, it was more, it seemed very fun to me. Um, there was some educational points, but just seeing us all together in a one room, I was like, is this why I've been missing this whole time? Cause I don't know if I've ever felt like pride in who I was or how I look, you know, going to living in Ocala, you are around predominantly more white people. So sometimes you're like the only black person in class. And I'm like, I wish I looked like her. I wish I looked like my friend. Her hair is so straight. How come my hair doesn't stay straight? That's real. Yeah. And I think being around him, being around his family, um, I just started feeling a sense of also being pride, having pride of like my Jamaican culture because he's black American. So then I realized there's differences still between us. So then I was like, wow, I get to teach you something now that I didn't even know I knew. So because you never know that you have to use something until like you have to teach it to somebody. Um, so then I fell in love with the food, like learning how to make Jamaican food. I call my grandparents, like, can you teach oh, me the wow. recipes? Okay. Yeah. And then I was straining my hair like all the time. Cause it was like easier to do it that way. But then like being around him, I started trying like different hairstyles. You know, you want to look cute. Mm-hmm. So I did like a braid out and he was like, Oh, that looks really nice. And I was like, yeah. And then like, you know, my hair was like bigger and like just more life to it in my opinion. And then um, he was saying, you would look really good with locks. And I was like, I don't know. So that was like a year. And then I got into a car accident, which put like a plate in my shoulder. And it was really hard to do my hair. You know, when you have to be your hands are up yeah. for long hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't keep spending money for someone to do like a silk press and stuff. Yeah. And I did the locks. And honestly, that was 2019. And that whole year, like it growing it locking. It's so beautiful. It was beautiful. It was also hard. I felt like a little boy at sometimes, <laughs> but I was like, "This is really me." Like my hair shrunken up, my hair like locking together. Like the way my hair locked was like scary, crazy because it was like it wanted to do this this whole time. So I was like, you know what? Let me leave it. And yeah, he always made me feel like I looked awesome, even when I didn't feel awesome. And um, I think it ta- taught me patience, and it also taught me like to love me in my raw state if I didn't have lipstick on if I didn't have my hair done like you know societal standards and stuff like that and even like starting my internship I was told like from some of my classmates actually um you probably won't get like an internship with your hair like that girl what mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. me who it was afterwards well this was at UCF oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> but I appreciate it <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> Um, and so that was kind of like, you know, I was nervous, but everywhere I went, no one said anything. Um, even when my hair wasn't retwisted, I was like, and that taught me something too, like leaving the retwists like alone for a while and seeing what it looks like. No one said a thing. People actually wanted to know more about like, how did your hair get like that? And then to the cherry on top, even though it's still a journey, the cherry on top is like when I was at the high school I was interning at for USF now, um, I was like three of the only black people there, like staff wise. And the student body was not reflected well in the staff because it was very diverse. And seeing, you know, the black guys, sometimes they'd come over to me and be like, um, miss, how long you've been locked? 
Mm. You know, I'm trying to lock my hair. How was the process? I'm like, you know what? This is a teaching moment right here. Yeah. Because I just love that connecting with the students in that way. Um, So definitely still a journey because I have put on some weight and my family's not afraid to let me know that. Yes, ma'am. But I look at myself. (laughs) I was even telling my mom today, like I looked in the mirror yesterday and was saying, I love my body. My body loves me. And even if you don't believe it at the time, telling your brain over and over has really been helping me. So and my therapist, too, who has been helping me work through that, like the self demeaning talk Mm -hmm. for myself. Because it's thinking, thinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm I'm gonna pin that. that. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't steal my word, y'all. Because it is hard to look at yourself sometimes. Some days it's like, Ugh. And mm-hmm. then you look at the internet or I look at it and I'm like, dang, do I need a BBL? Girl, and- hello, please, somebody. <laughs> because I feel like TikTok is like trying to force a BBL on yeah. me. And I'm like, man, I'm really trying to do my own thing. Please leave me alone. And you know they're the most dangerous surgery ever. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. But, you know, to each their own. Because I know some people do it for different reasons. I mean, it's so. fine. But it's the thing about it is when you mention, so, first of all, self-love and acceptance of yourself is a whole journey, right? Like, yes. Lifetime. I think the way that you said it is beautiful. Like it, it does take time. It's not like overnight, just, oh my gosh, I love myself in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Because I wish <laughs> right, we, we'll be so much better for it. But yeah. like. Even for me, um, you spend so much time hating yourself, talk to yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I tell my clients, I'm like, stop talking to yourself crazy. And mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing. But you spend so much time doing that. And then to kind of rework your mind into thinking otherwise is it's a process. so hard. Because your default is, let me talk to myself crazy. Let mm-hmm. me talk about all the things that I hate, you know, and and keep keep talking about it keep talking about it and then to make that switch is like whoo okay let's yeah. start at the top you know what do mm-hmm. i love right and so yeah society standards and how we cope with those things tiktok being a huge thing social media being a huge thing it really does play with us so to love yourself despite the world telling you that you're not beautiful telling you that you're not good enough telling you that your hair is weird or you know, you smell like coconut oil and that's crazy. <laughs> Even though it's the best scent. Right. <laughs> period. You know, like, I think that that's, I just think it's powerful to be able to love yourself despite all those things and to continue to love yourself despite all those things and to yeah. tell yourself that you're worth it despite the whole world being in your business and telling you that you're not. Yes. You know? And they'll, they'll make an effort, like, um media they'll make an effort Mm. to like put sometimes statistics out and this is something i i don't know what was my obsession with buzzfeed videos when i was a kid i used to watch buzzfeed too yeah but they would make all these statistical that word gets me every time (laughs) statistical videos about like how likely is it for a black woman to get married and yes and and they would show Uh. like asian men white men black men they would always choose somebody else that is so rude. And seeing that as a 14, 15 year old, I'm like, whoa, who wants me? Mm. You know, and honestly, that, I think that started my one of my next phases of not self-love for myself because then in high school, I was looking for a guy's attention, wanting them to like me. Oof, Just child. because a BuzzFeed video told me I wasn't going to be married. 
these people need to be more careful with the information that they're putting out. And more so because kids these days, like, they're growing. I'm, like, on the cusp, right? Mm-hmm. I was born 92. We were, like, right there on the year 2000 millennial mm-hmm. thing or whatever. So, like, I know a life without social media, yeah. right? A and peaceful then, life. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, it was still stressful, but it was just, like, you see your little BET video, and once it's gone, like, you're done. Yes. Now it's, like, you can rewatch stuff. You see the girls shaking their booties, it. like, all day. And it's, like, damn, my booty don't shake like that. Right. But whatever. And so, mm-hmm. like, um, these kids today, they're growing up in it. Like, as soon as you're born, boom, TikTok. You mm-hmm. know, age three, they know how to get on YouTube by themselves. Decline cause. Yes, yeah. to be on YouTube. And so it's, like imagine growing up in a time where you are constantly in the thick mm-hmm. of this world and then having to like tell yourself that you're better or like growing up in a in a time where instant gratification is a thing oh yeah and then not feeling that not seeing yourself in these videos and this music and on social media and then trying to be yourself despite all those things it's, it's so i'm not gonna say it's impossible but it's very hard you want to give up half the time yeah but I think that's why a lot of people don't want to exercise or and eat well because it isn't instant gratification. Yeah, it takes a while, mm-hmm. including myself. Like. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yes, this is a life, a life for life thing. Like, yeah, yeah. loving yourself is a process. I think that's the point of this. Like, being able to love yourself despite X, Y, Z is a process. But once you get to that point, because I'm not sure if I'm. I'm there yet. Like, I have some really good times where I'm like, girl, you lit. Like, yes. don't even let no one post you. You know, I don't care what they said. And then this other day is like, whoa. Look and it's, you. yes, like, I, I seen a meme one time and I saved it because it just reminded me of me so much. And it was like, um, when you're having a really bad day and you look in the mirror and it's like, great, I'm freaking <laughs> ugly too. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> like so me like despite everything like great and i'm ugly like (laughs) what else (laughs) so i have days like that where i'm like you know what else could go wrong today and what i've been trying to teach myself and also project is that whether it's my best day ever or if it's my worst day i'm still me Mm -hmm. and that means i'm still worthy i'm still valuable i'm still capable and i'm still here yeah you know and so that's my message y'all like we still here okay I receive it. yeah that's one thing i remember uh, i had a friend in high school she was still to this day drop dead gorgeous and um she i remember i was like telling her this was in high school i was like i feel so ugly today then she was like why you got the same face from yesterday i said Ooh. oh <laughs> you're right i do have the same face oh, from I yesterday and like she never tried to compete nothing like she's just such a, a sweet soul i hope she's doing well out there but um <laughs> we don't talk anymore not nothing like you know bad yeah. but yeah so i just something like that just a simple thought of like mm. My face, I felt good yesterday. My face is still the same today. Yeah. Nothing changed. And even if your face does change, you still are beautiful. Yeah. So, and having to believe that is sometimes hard, but it's worth it. In and it's end. true. Nothing has changed. Like, I think that where people get it messed up is that we equate beauty to our outside mm-hmm. appearance. And so often beauty is how we are on the inside. It's our heart. It's yeah. a feeling. Beauty is not a thing. It's a feeling. I feel like and 
that's what I'm chasing after. I'm chasing after that beautiful feeling yeah. because despite what I look like, I could have a thousand pimples on my face, <laughs> but on the inside, girl, we golden. Okay. Yep. Got the humor. Yes. Got the kindness. Charisma. Gratefulness. <laughs> yeah. It really is like your character, honestly, because mm-hmm. that's what's important at the end of the day. Cause yeah. as you get older, your face is going to change. Your body is going to change, Facts. but your personality can stay golden. Stay golden. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm going along with that too like imposter syndrome feeling like girl like I feel it all the time woo it's a thing because did you feel it when you were starting your job for 100% yeah I felt it in my last semester in school I felt it the day I graduated I feel it today right now as yeah. I'm preparing for my week and I keep feeling it but I think I don't know if imposter syndrome is something that ever goes away in in a in a like funny sense. I kind of feel like it keeps me humble and keeps me in yeah. like a learning space to where I never feel like, oh, I just know everything. There's no point of arrival. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like trust myself and my abilities and the things that I know I can do. I didn't mm. get here by happenstance. Like it took work yeah. to be here. So trust that that I'm supposed to be in this space, still staying in a learning mindset, but still knowing, like, at the same time that I'm learning, I'm still doing, mm-hmm. and I'm That's doing so it good. True. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel imposter syndrome um, starting this job, because mm. as an intern, when you're an intern for almost a year, basically, because I was there for the whole school year, you really do be like, oh, I'm just an intern. I'm just an intern. Like you do talk down to yourself and then you have people talking down to you, like the administrators and stuff. They'd be like, where is your supervisor? Like, or sometimes they think I was a high schooler. So they would talk very harshly to me. And I'm like, why would you even talk to a student like that anyways? But yeah, um, they'd be like, where are you supposed to be right now? Or like if they didn't. So like my supervisor, she went on maternity leave. So I was there in the office by myself and she was so like, yeah, Tessa, you can do it. I know you can do it. I prepared you for this moment. You prepared yourself for this moment. You're fine. And I was in there. And then sometimes they would skip over me to ask for help. Mm. And they'd be like, oh, just go to the school psychologist or a guidance counselor. And I'm like, I am capable of meeting with the student, you know. And they were like, oh, is that what you do? Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, I've been here since August. I have a pretty good grip. And I'm like, yeah, my supervisor, <laughs> she was awesome at teaching me something. So. I definitely know who to call and who to ask if I don't know. Thanks. So, but I had to like shut down my thoughts of negativity of saying like, you don't know what you're doing. Mm. Let the other person do it and just sit in the office, eat your lunch. Don't talk to anybody. Instead of saying like, no, I'm a part of this space. I've been here for a while. And if they don't respect me, I don't need to like have a whole relationship with them. But, you know, just keep it respectful and keep it moving because you still need to keep you know those good relationships just in case someone knows somebody who knows somebody Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. but i'm now gonna be by myself at the school oh my goodness i feel like a little girl going into a little office like (laughs) where's the phone you're not a little girl you grown i know i have to tell myself that i'm Mm -hmm. like a a child can't get an apartment tessa Mm -mm. a child can't drive a car (laughs) (laughs) across tampa (laughs) and a child can't get a master's and my family that's something i love about my family they've been really hyping up like you got a master's you have a whole master's and i'm like uh, is it real like i i don't know i can't snap myself out of it like 
like y'all really let me graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think to, you know, help with that, um, with imposter syndrome, and I'm telling y'all this as I'm telling myself, as I'm telling Tessa, is just to, like Tessa said, you're in that space. So be in that space. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself in that space and continue to grow in that space. I think that nobody knows everything. Yeah. That's just impossible. But, you know, train yourself and learn yourself. That's an old term, learn yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, into being the best version that you can be. So that when you do feel like these moments of I'm not supposed to be here. I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody called the police. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You can <laughs> you can feel like I do know this. Yeah. I actually, you know, I'm pretty well versed on this information. Let me just walk in that. And that's a part of confidence. Um, that's a part of just being an adult and figuring out as we go along. For real. Everyone's figuring out when you like yes. really talk to them. No one really knows what's Nobody going know. on. Nobody knows. Even the government don't even know what's going I on. I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> Especially in these streets. They don't know. Because even I talked to my older brother and um, he was talking about imposter syndrome and I'm like, Tessa, why can't you tell yourself this? But I told him, write down all the things that you have completed because he's going mm, on like interviews Yeah. Um, when he finishes up his PhD. And I was like, you have completed a lot of stuff, but you just have to write down your accomplishments. Mm, that's good. And that's one thing before I did the interview for like Hillsborough County and stuff, the school psychologist, he sat me down. He said, hey, I know you probably have a good handle on stuff, but I would like you to practice with me like your interviewing skills just in case. Oh, that's good. And I was, at first I was like, Ugh. but then I was like, <laughs> you know what? He might know something because he's been here for 35 years. So, yeah. um, and he did make me write down everything I've ever learned. And that made me more confident. Like I, I do know what I'm doing mm-hmm. to an extent. There's more to learn. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. there's always something to learn. So, but that's why I like social work. Cause there's no, like a point where you're like, Oh, that's it. That's the whole no, career. I mean, the world has changed. Yes. So. It changed with it. So, yeah. Well, something's changed with it. That's another conversation. That's a that's a whole nother. Yeah, uh, we, that's a whole. Lord, we got to have a series with Kira and Tessa, y'all, yeah, right. because at this point, <laughs> y'all tune in. Yes, I really enjoy having you on here, Tessa. I think that uh, this was a great first yeah. meeting, right? Like You're I never, crazy. y'all. I was in school with Tessa for a whole. Like I think we only had one semester together. Mm-hmm um and i did not know that she existed before this this is my first time seeing her Just in person saw each other on microsoft teams yes girl in our pixelated uh right. pictures but when you were in miami i, was oh. like, I think she in the hotel <laughs> I was trying so hard to be discreet that day, but it just was not working out. I was living listen, my best life. Listen, yeah. there have been times I was like, let me just turn the camera off here because I'm not even at home. Yeah. Right. You might be in the grocery store. <laughs> listen, y'all better be glad I logged in at this For point. Real, Towards yeah. the end, that's definitely how I felt like y'all better be glad. I'm just here. I'm here. Period. So yeah. I won't get fine. Thanks. <laughs> but um, I'm so happy to have met you. I know that this is only the beginning, but you also have a podcast. I do. Tell the folks. I have a podcast. It's called The Refinement on Spotify, Anchor. I don't think it made it to Apple Podcasts, but if you go through Spotify, you should be able to listen to it. Um, We go get it on Apple. Yeah, I'm trying. I haven't. I feel like I haven't made enough like episodes. I think I make Mm. more episodes. But basically, they're called chapters, and it's just about walking through the fire and how to come out of it gold. 
So give it a listen. Love it. If you're interested. That sounds really good. And Tessa's just going to have to be our resident social worker that comes on (laughs) and chats with us about things in the world. Yeah. Give them your IG too so they can find you. Yes. Oh, you can find me. My personal account at Sing the Clouds Away. No um, hyphens or anything like that. It's just spelled all like that lowercase. And then I have um, a photography page. Is yes. <laughs> yep, I do some photography too for um, people on a budget. So if you want quality pictures on a budget, it's at Capture Life Images mm. and Capture Life underscore Images. Tessa, it was such a pleasure to have you on. Yes, thank thank you. you so much. I love it. Yes. Okay, y'all. Well, that's it for today. I will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.